keep going. Like Dory says, just keep swimming. Mm -hmm. Because although that's it, that day you may think that it's the end of the world, it's not really the end of the world. There's, you, you can continue every day. Um, and every day serves mm -hmm. as a way for you to grow and then for you to look back and think, okay, well, I did it. And I know I can look back now at my 16-year-old self and say, okay, you did it. Wow. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Delaware College College Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Myers, joined by my esteemed colleague, program director, Community liaison Jordan Bonner. What's up, pal? Hello. Hello. <laughs> you can introduce our guest first. I'm gonna introduce. I was gonna shout out all of our listeners. Oh, first. our hundreds Thank of you. our hundreds of thousands of listeners yes. on hey, this Spotify, is, this is making, Apple, YouTube. This Delaware College Scholars podcast is making a difference. That's right. We we are making a difference. We are paying bills. Right. I just, we just need to get some sponsors. So I needed to I needed to highlight that. We are joined by cohort six. Scholar who loves to giggle and is giggling <laughs> right now. Diana. Hello. How are you? How am I? Or how are the people? How is how is everyone? I mean they ain't gonna respond, but I hope they're doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> we got we try to get the nerves out. All right, this is gonna be great. Okay. First question we stop start with with everyone is how did you find out about Delaware College Scholars and what ultimately motivated you to apply? I remember receiving like a flyer, like a letter in the mail. And then I was looking into it and I wasn't sure what it was because I, I would, I, at the time I was receiving stuff from everywhere and I was like, okay, I don't know what this was. So I was going to put it just in the trash. And, <laughs> and then I started going, uh, reading it and learning more about it. And it caught my eye because it said that it was like a residential program and that just the different things that they would do for you. And so I, coming as a first generation student, I had no idea what I was doing. So I was like, why not take this opportunity that would be beneficial for me and help me start somewhere, knowing that I had no idea what I was doing from the start. So I'm curious. So let's just imagine for a second. I'm I'm a visual. So as you're speaking, I'm like, okay. So the pamphlet is in your hand. It's getting ready to go in the trash. Yes. <laughs> but then you're like, oh, residential experience. Mm -hmm. uh, like, yes. So there's that. Or and you're like, oh, this is a really nice pamphlet with a lot of nice photos. Yes. Maybe one day my photo can be on that yes, pamphlet. Yes. Yes. Th there was very nice pictures, and there was kids work actually working. So I was like, okay, well, if people are working, then that means they're doing something. You had that much forethought as a. Uh, as, how old are you? Yeah. Sixty. 16 at the time? Yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah. And wow. then they also had quotes on them, like personal quotes from the students. So I was like, okay, if they're, if they're taking their time to state these quotes, it means that they're actually making an impact on the students. So a lot of people in cohort six, like you guys, I definitely think when you guys came to St. Andrews that first summer, it did seem like you guys collectively were one of the closest cohorts, especially considering like how big you guys were. Like cohort one was really close, but when there's 25 people, it's like easier to be closer. Mm -hmm. um, you guys at that time were the largest cohort because it continues to grow and expand each year. So I, I just, um, I, I mean, talk about is a bad question, but I guess like what was 
what was one major takeaway that you had from that first summer that you can like say helped you whether socially whether in school what's one takeaway one thing that really helped um i would say i think that just like the teachers and the students were willing to always help one another including the advisors like um students wise i came in really anxious and i was like okay i don't know anyone no one from the program then well barely anyone was from southern delaware so i knew no one while some people most people were from northern delaware so they sort of either knew their schools or knew people that they knew like friends of friends of friends um i had no idea who anyone was so i was very anxious but then i realized like with the icebreakers and like the advisors pushing one another to interact and get everyone to be friendly then that made me realize okay this they're trying very hard to make you feel comfortable with one another meaning that like they're putting in the effort to make you feel comfortable if they weren't putting in the effort then like it would show like okay they don't really care about the students they don't really care about encouraging the students to get together or to even want to be in the program and similarly with the teachers like i remember um a lot of my teachers in school, they would either not really give a lot of care in helping the students due to the amount of students that were in classrooms. But at DCS, like I, I had Dr. Mead for humanities, and I knew I could always go up to her, even like during office hours, and just stay stay with her and just say, "Okay, I need you to help me because I have no idea what I'm doing." Um, and yeah, so just everybody was always so supportive in every aspect. Even when things were challenging, I knew that I could always have a resource, either advisors or friend-wise or... What, why did you choose Delaware, uh, looking at your college process? I know like a lot of folks in Delaware, it's a state school that for a lot of folks are like, I want to get out of Delaware, I don't want to go there. They almost look down upon Delaware, mm-hmm. whereas like mm-hmm. it's a really great school that a lot of like out-of-state folks would be really, really happy to attend. So what made you choose Delaware? Why was that an option? Talk to us about that. I actually did not want to go to the University of Delaware. Um, I applied because, again, it was in-state. I was one of the students where I wanted to get out of state. I didn't want to stay in state either, um, but as I started applying to colleges, I most of them were in state or just like nearby states, and I was waiting on all my financial aid packages just to try to figure it out. But I, I didn't know how to read financial aid packages, so I texted Jordan and I was like, "Can you help me read this? Because I have no idea what it means." And so he helped me read them um, and understand what each number meant. And then I realized that the University of Delaware was my cheapest option, and then they provided the most financial aid. Um, But again, I would not have known that they had provided me with the most financial aid if Jordan hadn't helped me read all those five billion numbers on that piece of paper. I'm curious, so you chose Delaware, cheapest option. Where would you have gone if money wasn't um so if money wasn't a problem and if i had gotten accepted i would have gone to haverford (laughs) because um so jake jake had told me about miss b working in the admission so i was like okay you how you have a connection and i like started looking into the school itself and i don't know it just 
it seemed it, it just it, it seemed like it was a fit for me um and they also had different like I remember when having the interview is like they had like a code and it was like I don't know no one is allowed to like sort of compete with one another and I've always hated that where people compete with one another with like grades and this and that because I I don't know it's it's just negative um so I don't know I really liked it and then it didn't it didn't work out but I feel like it didn't work out for a reason because now that I am at the University of Delaware then I had the opportunity to go into a study abroad program and then it led me to study my first um, my first year in college so I got to travel to Greece how cool was that it was it was amazing I, it was life-changing I think okay so what was so amazing mm -hmm. incredible once-in-a-lifetime experience about Greece um, I would say just the people. Everyone was so kind. That, okay, so everything was wonderful besides the academics because in, I guess, Greece, and probably just European states as well, they only do midterm exams and final exams as your final grade. But the experience itself was wonderful because I came in knowing, like, two people and then just, nope. And just being together so for so long, it just made me connect with so many other people, not only from the people that were coming from the University of Delaware, but also they're more of extroverts, so they were able to talk to Greek people, and then they would get to know me, and then we would just have conversations. We would go out and do things that I never thought that I would do because it would, I, it would be out of my comfort zone, and they, were, they knew that it would be out of my comfort zone, and they would push me, <laughs> not not like pressure me, but push me to do it because they knew it was a once in a lifetime thing and that I wouldn't regret it. And I don't regret it because I'm thankful that they pushed me to be able to do these things. And I knew if I had gone by myself or not connected with anyone, then I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much or probably would be sitting here right now and regretting everything that I didn't do. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give to sort of a student in college who's thinking about studying abroad? Um, I would definitely tell them to do it. Um, although it might be stressful to think about like financially. I was definitely stressed. At one point I was like, okay, well, never mind. I don't think I can go because the numbers were there. And it, it's, I think that's something that I'm always thinking about the numbers. Um, but I didn't, I, if you want to do it, if you, if you're willing to do anything to do it, um, and you believe you can do it, then you are. We, you will be able to do it because obviously there's going to be factors that may set you back or obstacles you may face. But if that's what you want to do and that's what you put your mind to, then then go ahead and do it. Mm -hmm. it ends up working out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you never know what like further experiences you may face during those times. Like I. I, I chose to go studying abroad even though I wasn't sure, okay, am I actually going to be financially stable? Once I was in Greece, I received a scholarship to be in Greece to study abroad that semester. So it like all worked out. So mm -hmm. although you, I was very stressed at first, it ended up working out at the end. So don't like, just do it. Just do it. Don't even think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think she wants to get a sponsor by Nike. Right. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> okay, so you are somebody who, and this isn't to blow smoke, but 
just always been like very impressed with, like through conversations on the phone, conversations in person, um, being a, an advisor, doing World Scholars, or being accepted in the program. Um, what motivates you? Like, what drives you? Um, I believe my drive would probably be doing, I don't know, doing good every day. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I came from some so a place where I didn't really have anything. So any opportunity that I am granted now and that I can accept and I am willing to accept it because I, it, I, had, I didn't have anything for so long. So why would I not take the opportunity to take this? Um, for advantage and I know that they will benefit me at one point or, or another like no matter what it is like if I decide to take a job um, even though it might be scary to take on a new job that I may have never done then I, I, I know for sure that I will get something out of it no matter what it is like if, if, I'm, if I'm an advisor I know something I will get something out of everything that I choose to do um, whether that be good or bad if it's bad then okay I know how I can change the th those things, and if it's good, then I know I can use that of what I learned to grow and to flourish. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of it. I mean, we just talked to somebody else about this too. So much of it is the mindset that you have, right, going mm -hmm. into it and the and the perspective. Um, yeah, if I, I feel like if you're if you're always negative, then it's you're not gonna get anywhere. I I was very negative um, at certain points in my life. Where I was like, okay, I'm never gonna do this. I'm, I always had in my bucket list, I'm, I want to travel the world. Um, but then there was other times where I'm like, I'm never gonna do this. Like, I, I don't have the money to this, and I just traveled out of the country a few months ago. So it's like I, I don't know, just challenging yourself to think that you can do it or speaking it into existence. Um, I don't know, and just believing that you can do it because I've, I, you're your biggest enemy, but you're also your biggest. Like supporter. What's the next thing that you're looking forward to right now? So you just got back from Greece. Yes. You're going back to your next semester, right? Like, what's the next thing that you're looking forward to that will help you accomplish, you know, wherever you are aspiring um, to down the line? That's a good question. Figuring out where I'm going next <laughs> in my junior year. Um, for studying abroad, or I don't, or find, or trying to figure out a, another internship. So I have an internship right now at a hotel, being a like a housekeeping supervisor, and I think that has definitely helped me understand more of the hospitality industry. But I want to be able to know more. Like right, okay. So right now I'm doing the hotel industry. I've done the restaurant industry, but I also want to expand more of my knowledge. And go in, or explore different industries because I still don't know exactly what I want to go into. Let's transition Mad Minute segment, rapid fire questions. Uh, favorite food? Pasta. What's the favorite meal? What's the mm, what's the mm. favorite TV show? Jesus! Oh my! God. I don't watch TV. Favorite movie? Perks of Being a Wallflower. So you watch movies, you don't watch TV. Mm, that was a that was a, no I don't watch I I don't have time to watch TV movies I watch once in a while. Favorite musical artist? J Cole. Oh, you went to J Cole girl. I saw that. What, what's the best meal that you can make for yourself? For others? Mm, tortellini. Most influential person in your life? My mom. Okay, last two questions. Ring the bell segment. 
Okay. <laughs> She's very confused. Uh, we ask the same two questions to every guest. Um, Jordan, you got the first one. What advice would you give your 16-year-old self? Keep going. Like Dory says, just keep swimming. Mm-hmm. Because although that's it, that day you may think that it's the end of the world, it's not really the end of the world. There's, you, you can continue every day. Um, and every day serves as a way for you to grow and then for you to look back and think, okay, well, I did it. And I know I can look back now at my 16-year-old self and say, okay, you did it. Wow. <laughs> What's your why? I think my why is more religiously. I think I was put here for some reason. And now I obviously I may not know the reason or my purpose right now, but um, I don't know. I... I I, every day I try to figure out that reason, but I know I it's out of my hands. So, just if I if I if I have the ability to wake up every morning, it's for some reason. And although I may not know, I there's clues throughout, throughout the day that show me as to why I'm here, and that I'm serving a purpose either for myself to help others or to just grow in general.